Again, in the Fifth Dimension Lounge, thank you for joining us. As always, I am the Duke of Detroit. You can call me Duke. And I'm joined by the whole gang today. We got MJ, Chuck, and Tim. How are you, gang? Doing great, Duke. Good what? to see you. Fantastic. What? Yeah. Good <laughs> to be it. here with Ready you guys. Absolutely. Glad everybody's back. Tim put in his three hours of PTO for last week <laughs> as well. <laughs> Thanks. Appreciate it. I'm not even supposed to be here today. Although I don't feel like you got a chance to really do too much. Sounds like it was like... Uh, <laughs> no, fa- man. Are you kidding me? Can I? Did you do a lot of fun stuff? No. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Zero Can I check fun. how much... Like a time I have accrued? Like yes. You, you have three minutes accrued. A three minutes. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, a lot. Yeah. You are on fire. Okay. Uh, a few weeks ago... I, the, my wife, the Duchess, she surprised me and took me, she, she gave me a heads up. She said, Hey, I want to kind of surprise you and take you with another couple somewhere. Are you in? I'm here for the gangbang. Oh, right. And I'm like, <laughs> do I need to bring my watch? Are we throwing these in bowls? Like, what are we doing here? Did you put that tuxedo t-shirt on? Oh, oh sure. yeah. My sexy tuxedo t-shirt. It's <laughs> a story for another time. Um, so I asked her, you know, the question that really matters, what's the first thing you would ask if it's going to be a surprise? Like, and she's taking me somewhere. Am I allowed to get high? Sure. <laughs> that was your first question. That was. That's a valid question, my friend. Yeah. And she goes, she goes, yeah, of course. You know, I kind of had that in mind. I was like, fantastic. So I had no idea what it was. Uh, our good friends, Kristen and Jason and, and uh, the Duchess and I, we get in the car and he's driving. He knows where we're going. I have no idea. And I'm, I, every time we get farther out, things are passing that I know. And there are fewer and fewer things that I'm recognizing. Right. Right. So we're going through Chelsea. She's finally doing it. Like we She's be- taking them out to the cornfield. <laughs> right. <laughs> They're put me down. Old yeller yeah. style. Just turns, putting them out to pasture. Turns into a murder mystery. Yeah, right. <laughs> so we start passing things I recognize, like the Common Grill, Purple Rose, Jiffy Mix. Like it is okay. getting, yeah. like as soon as you're past those, what's left? Did you see what's his name? Fields. Yeah, that's where we were. Fields. We were just driving and there was fields. Yeah. And then you get to a point where there's this newer building um, really gorgeous and it overlooks, you know, just this beautiful scenery. And I don't know, they, they use it for like parties and events, but for this particular night, they were going to have stand up comedians. Oh, nice. I love a good stand up. So it was a fantastic surprise. Mm-hmm. Was, uh, oh, wait a second. Was Jeff there? No, Jeff was not there. <laughs> no. no. Why you're would not, Jeff be? You're there? not thinking about the right Jeff. Which oh, Jeff? Oh, I'm sorry. You went through Chelsea, right? Yeah. Oh, Jeff Daniels? Yeah. No, no, yeah. he was not there. Bummer. <laughs> So, uh, like he just stands in on Main Street waving yeah, to just people. Just right outside That's of his theater. That's how I envision it, right? That's how I envision Jeff Daniels in Chelsea. That is not how it works. He's at the restaurant, then he's at Jiffy, and he's holding a sign right. waving, <laughs> Welcome to Chelsea. Do you think, you know, he's such a local, and he, don't you think we should be able to just go see him and have him on the podcast? Is he that local? Yeah. Does he I mean, like hang out? Yeah. I mean, he, he was just at. Um, Does he reside? He was just at the Wings game with um, David Coulet. Oh, okay. Coulier. Wow, sorry. Does he live in Michigan currently, though, or does he just? I think come he's back still in yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've been to the theater, but yeah, I've been to Purple Rose yeah. as well. He yeah. wasn't there then. I was yeah, no, not for me either. The place sucked. <laughs> I'm joking. It was he wasn't actual, on Main Street <laughs> waving fantastic. you. No, down. he wasn't down on Main Street. <laughs> so there's these four comedians that night. They were all good, but one of them, one of them, stood out amongst the pack, and it's one of those things that I saw this guy and I laughed so hard. He was so good. I thought to myself, as I'm watching him, I'm like, I got to get this guy in the podcast. He is hysterical. How do we make this happen? So when we left, I ended up looking him up on Instagram, sending him a message, and we 
end up setting up a time and talk for a little bit. I, I think he's going to be a great addition. So we are going to call him and do a little interview with him. His name is Carl Johnson. Awesome. He's a local guy here in Michigan, uh, and he is expecting our call, well, a minute ago. Carl Jr. or Carl Sr.? Carl. I guess you're going to have to find out. First edition. Yeah. <laughs> first edition. <laughs> What's that ringing? What is that ringing? I had the Billy Madison drop. Carl, it's nice to meet you. Hello. Hey, Carl, good to see you. Carl, how are you? What's going on? How are you? Good. Is this still a good time? This is a good time. Well, I have here with me uh, Tim, Chuck, and MJ. And I was just filling everybody in about the first time I saw you out in Chelsea. I can't even think of the name of the place we were at. But when I saw uh, something from Robin Hills Farms. Oh, that's exactly what it was. Very good. Yeah. I guess you yeah. would know since you were, you know, the one performing. Yeah, it's the only show I've ever done. That's why I remember it. So. <laughs> <laughs> First and best, I guess. Oh, I'm not too far behind then. Perfect. <laughs> no, he uh, he actually just had a set out at, oh my gosh, I just lost the name of the, the place. You were just at uh, Thursday through Sunday a week ago. Where was that at? Uh, was at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Mark yeah. Ridley's yep. in there. You know that's a that's a famous place. Like everybody plays there. That's any good. So that's that's quite a feather in your cap, I would assume. Yeah, it was it was my it was my first time uh, working the club. Well, second time, but first time feature, middling, like right, going up right before the headliner. So it was fun. It was good. I I worked with the Isma, who's like this huge Finland comic. He's really big in Finland. So it was really interesting. But uh. Get a lot of people from Finland in the audience. It's very strange that flags they were waving, but it was it was fun. They were good. <laughs> so, how long have you been doing this now? Stand up uh, comedy that is. I'm trying to think of an answer. It's not depressing. Um, <laughs> uh, twelve. It'll be twelve. It's twelve. About twelve years. Yeah. And, and what made you decide to do this? I mean, was there like this epiphany at one point where you know it's like, oh my god, I have to do this. I don't have a choice. Uh like most people, things weren't going well, and we thought uh, to make it better, we would do stand-up comedy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that joke wrote itself, really. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, no, I just it was I I could always write. I was always a pretty good writer, and then, but and I I liked music, but I couldn't. I didn't have the attention to to sit down and learn guitar. I didn't have that attention span, so I just took it to jokes, and then. Uh, I started writing some short stories, a comic by the name of Bill Squire from Cleveland, read a couple of them and said, they're really funny and said, have you ever thought about doing stand-up?" And that's kind of what nudged me into doing. Oh, I love that's it. Awesome. I yeah. love it. So now are you pretty much here just on the Michigan scene? Do you travel outside that at all? Midwest mainly. Uh, and winter is when I get out for the most part, but yeah, it's a lot of Michigan, but you know, some Ohio, not to brag. Um, and <laughs> A lot of Midwestern stuff, you know, like Minnesota, like nothing really on the East or West Coast. I don't I don't travel out there too much, if ever, really. So, you know, I, I found it pretty interesting. You have a podcast called Maybe Some Other Time that is all mm -hmm. about the Michigan comics scene. If anybody wants to look that up. It's We're, yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. And you interview other comics in the Michigan area, correct? Yeah. And the reason the reason why I, I did I started doing it is because the scene is so good. I don't think people realize how strong of a scene it is. And, um, you know, because you think Michigan comedy scene, what, what's what's good. But it was, it's literally, you know, there's 100, 150 really solid, funny people here. 
And we are cloaked you know, in then, sarcasm. There's also a lot of desperate people here looking for a yeah, laugh, no, right? So it's that easy. is very true, too. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, but, I mean, there's a lot of people doing comedy here, but I, I would say there's, you know, you always have the, you know, there's there's we have, there's this Michigan, there's this thing called Michigan Comics Network. It's on Facebook that we're all a part of. And there's like, there's like 3,000 members. I'm like, there's no way there's 3,000 comics in Michigan. That is insane. <laughs> So it's a lot of people that did like one open mic or whatever, but I would say there's, you know, when I started, there was maybe 20 good comics and I would say there's probably over a hundred now. Well, when I, you know, was growing up and starting to really appreciate comics, and this is the eighties we're talking about. Yep. I, I was used to just hearing about West coast and East coast, right? There was the LA scene, there was New York, and then you'd hear Boston that, you know, because of specific comedians every now and then. Um, yep. But I didn't even know there was a Michigan scene. And then not too long ago, <laughs> Chuck and I were here at a Louis C.K. show out at the Royal Oak Music Theater. And Louis uh -huh. C.K. came on the mic and was joking that he brought his own comics with him because, you know, God forbid you bring somebody from the Michigan comic scene. He made a joke about it. It was funny. It landed. But I, yes. didn't, I didn't know there was a Michigan comic scene till then. That's that's what's funny is like I had a couple of comic friends go to that show and they said that same thing. They laughed. Of course, it's a funny joke. Yeah. But like uh, Louis would have no clue that the scene is actually really good. Oh, that's exciting! Like, it's that that's the thing. It's very that's why I started doing the podcast because there's so many people I want to talk to, whether it be people that are new that are funny or people that are ten years in that are funny. Different levels of funny, but there's a lot of talented people here, man. And 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 it's uh there's there's a few people from Detroit that are in L.A. right now that have been on TV, and it's uh we're kind of well represented out there on the coast. Well, I know you have a couple shows coming up. I want to plug them before I get forget. Uh, March fifteenth, you're going to be at the Beer Grotto in Detroit. Yeah, then, Dex, Dexter. Yeah, Dexter. Oh, I'm sorry, I said I said Detroit. Dexter. Yeah, no, you're good. Yeah, I, I like to put everything in Detroit, even though <laughs> I never go to Detroit. <laughs> we, we all do that. We okay. all do. It. Uh, uh, so that's going to be the Beer Grotto. Great location. I love that place. And then you're going to be April first and second at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase. Which yeah, I'll be there April first and second. One of my yep. favorite places. I, I go like there that a lot. Place. Yeah. Do you play there often? Uh, it's my home club. I'm there at least. I'm. I'm even at the open mic because I love the open mic so much. But I'm there featuring at least. Two, I'd say about three times a year usually. So nice. Yeah, awesome. three weekends a year. Yeah, it's really it's really fun. It's it's very very intimate. Uh, mm -hmm. I just I love it so much. It's perfect. It's the castle's great, but it's not as intimate as the showcase. Yeah. Well, you know, I I would think. Uh, Mark Ridley's, you know, I don't know. Does Ann Arbor, does the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase have big names come through there from, you know, out of town very often, or is it pretty much local guys? No, it's they they get some good names at the showcase too. Okay. I would okay. say I would say the cast will get bigger names as far as headliners go, but um the the, the showcase does get its a fair share of really big names. So we have those shows coming up. I was looking at your podcast information on Instagram, and I noticed two things you had on there. One pizza lover and the second dog lover. And, and yeah. for to, to write something about yourself and just have those two simple items, I felt like they were pretty broad. <laughs> yeah, no, no, they are pretty broad. I'm, I'm very, I'm trying to be really original. Um, I like to just say less words, the le one word to describe it. I have a weird thing about that. So I just put dog lover, pizza lover, gamer, and that, that's it. Nothing, nothing too crazy. I don't try to go too crazy with the bios I don't, I don't even have like an actual bio as a comedian which is sad because every time i when i do a show sometimes bookers will ask me for a bio and i just wing it right then and there oh my god because nice. the, la the last bio <laughs> i gave out was like i was at a show probably i've been doing this for about 11 12 years 
I was at a show like a couple years ago, and the bio, it was the last bio I gave to this agency. I'm looking at the poster. It says, Carl's been doing comedy for over five years. I'm like, well, that's not true. (laughs) I mean, it's technically true, but it makes it sound like it's been five years. Uh, So the bio thing is weird because you really should just have uh, other comics should write your bios. It's very weird writing about yourself. Very strange. Like yeah. I was just, I was just on uh, Amazon looking up movies, and I was, uh, I was looking up this, there's this bio of this actress, and the first thing it says, uh, "vegan actress." I'm like, is that does that really have to mean anything? <laughs> it's that, defining. Does that pertain to her acting? I mean, what? Aren't they all? Mine, you know, would, <laughs> mine would be like eating more beef than he should. Yeah. <laughs> Embarrassed well, like, that he orders two about? pizzas in one day. <laughs> mine would just say what? hi. It's like the joke is like vegans want you, they want you to know. And it's like, even in bios, apparently, because, uh, yeah. you know, that's, she wrote that bot. There's no way someone else wrote that for. There's like, mm-hmm. so. First and foremost, I'm a vegan. <laughs> I have, you know what though? But you know what? You only told me just now. So that's, and that's because I brought it up. So no, I I'm actually it. not. I'm just talking about that bio that you're referring <laughs> oh, oh, to. It's clearly the most important thing. She I am a meat eater. I yes. am a carnivore. Or an omnivore, good, good. rather. So, Carl, if somebody wanted to check out some of your comedy uh, so far, where would they look this up? Are you on YouTube or anything? Oh, I don't have anything on YouTube because I don't like video taking of me. Um, I uh, I don't have anything on video or on YouTube. It's going to be hard I, to get a Netflix special without some video, right? <laughs> true. This is true. You just have to come see me, I guess. Um, I, uh, Fair enough. Much, much like bios, I don't really like to even do that. So, uh I did have some stuff on YouTube, but a lot of this, when you put stuff on YouTube, it gets, the problem is too many comics that are uh, a year in or two and they put, they put 10, 12 videos on YouTube. And it's like, this is, first of all, it's not that good because you're a year in yeah, mm-hmm. and, and they don't ever take them down. So they could be 10 years in. Now they got 25, 30 videos up and people are looking at their old videos. They don't, they don't know when they started. So I do the opposite where I go, I'm going to put up anything. So no. <laughs> uh, it's a solution. I I'm guess. Not I, mean, I won't. If you want to hear my comedy, you got to earn it. Right. <laughs> I love it. You're a shy yeah, I, comedian. I am hoping to like record an album at, uh, later this year though. So, Oh, that's exciting. That'll, that, yeah, that'll be great. Well, so. your routine is gold and I, you know, I've only seen you once, so I don't know how much you change it up, but I, I'll tell you, I was bent over laughing. I absolutely loved it. That's not the I first time he's been man. bent over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. and that's the first time people have been laughing at him being bent over um, Correct. you ain't got no style motherfucker. <laughs> we have some audio drops we get to play from time to time so uh, I was able to tell Tim he doesn't have any fucking style um, so you've been doing this for 12 years and yep. I would say the times have changed quite a bit since then do you find yourself now in this cancel culture where you have to censor your jokes at all not really, not really for me, because I don't really talk about uh, too much. Cra- I try to stay away from politics. I try to stay away from, you know, saying certain words on stage, yeah. uh, you know. Uh, but I, it doesn't really bother me too much. I think I think people do get lost in that a little bit. Where it's a lot of a lot of the com- comics that are are complaining about free speech. They they're six months to a year, and then they want to say whatever they want on stage, and not worry about being funny. Mm-hmm. So when you really should try to be funny first, and if you have a funny idea, then maybe you can say what you want, but you, you better be really clever. So yeah. I, I stay away from that. I've had, I've had, I remember having a friend tell me 
when Trump was in office, she was like, I've been writing all this Trump stuff and it's just not working. I'm like, well, people don't come to clubs to see that. That's why. Mm-hmm. And, she, and she goes, well, that's what everyone says. Yeah, because it's true. That's why. <laughs> Get a clue. <laughs> they want to escape it. They don't want to hear yeah, about that right. stuff. I think that's it's, true. That's what yeah. they're, it's an escapism thing. That's why you go to a comedy club or you go see a movie or put music on. That's, mm-hmm. No, you're exactly right. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. So, yeah. Well, let's, let's shout out your podcast here so people can check it out. It's called Maybe Some Other Time. You can look it up on Spotify as well as Apple Podcasts. Uh, yeah, you, and I'm yep. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I was just saying I'm really I'm really proud of it. I uh, you know the joke is everyone has a podcast, and uh, that's part <laughs> of the reason why I didn't want to start one because everyone has one, and I'm like oh, you know. But then I started talking to comics over Zoom during quarantine because we couldn't see each other, and I fell in love with that, and I was like I want to just keep doing this in some sort of you know medium so it's it's been a podcast it's been we just it just last episode was just a year it's been a year since i've started doing it and what, and, uh, what does the name refer to it's called maybe some other time yeah it's 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 the my answer to starting a podcast uh which, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's exactly what it is when you start a podcast maybe some other time i would i don't know um but you, so you would not know that it's a michigan it's centered around michigan comedy by the name you know what i mean no so, you kind of have to take a little deep dive. And I do, I do post about that. I just, I, I got some stickers. I just put it out to try to promote it better at shows, but it's really hard. I know people, I've had people at shows, go, do you want me to promote your podcast? Like before I bring you up and I go, no, cause if I eat a dick, uh, <laughs> they're going to be like, we're not listening to that guy's podcast at all. So let's You're hedging your I'll, keep them separate. <laughs> that's, right, that's right. Yeah. I'll promote it. If the set goes well, that's, you know, so <laughs> you be the judge. Well, yes, when, yes. when this airs, people are going to have two days to get tickets for the March 15th at the beer grotto in Dexter. But just after that, two weeks later, April 1st, April 2nd, at the Ann Arbor Comedy Showcase, get tickets. I think we're going to try to figure out a way to get to one of these three shows. Uh, so yeah, if you, guys, if you guys can make the yeah, if you guys make the Ann Arbor show, let me know. I might be able to comp you a couple tickets for the first and second. So. Oh, fantastic. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll figure something out. We're going, to be, we're going to be at one of those for sure. Yeah, we'll you show got up my, You got my number, man. Just throw me a message. Outstanding. Carl, thank you so much for the time. I really appreciate it. You were an absolute pleasure, and hopefully you'll come on again. You guys were fun. Thanks a lot. We'll talk to you guys soon. Appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you, Carl. Thank you. All right. Bye. 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 He's a good guy. Good guy. Yeah, it was fun. He was yeah. pleasant. He makes me laugh. Yeah. He, I think he's got some good material. It would be a good show. He, uh, he's not, he doesn't swear. He's, he doesn't get filthy. He'll say shit like eat a dick or shit, you know. Yeah. You know, but he, he's that's not. not a, that's not filthy. Hey, eat a dick. He's not, a, right. he's not a filthy comedian. <laughs> he's not vulgar. He's not. And yeah, eat a dick. Not vulgar at all. <laughs> So I found it funny. He got about three quarters through his set and everybody was eating it up, right? We were dying. Everyone in the place was rolling. And he said one joke that was a little bit off color, a little bit dirty. And the crowd went nuts. He's like, oh, it's that kind of crowd, is it? And then he followed up with a, a few more. But man, he had a solid set. And it, I felt so sorry for him. This place he was at, uh, he was up on this little stage that they had clearly made. The place is totally new. And it's in a, just a weird spot. It's kind of like halfway through a hallway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so they have everybody facing him in Turn this hallway. Left. And they had this light that was like on the floor po- pointing up to him, which gave him like no room to move around. It was like right in his face. And they gave him a wireless mic so that if he went too far to the left, it would get feedback. If he went too far to the right. So he's <laughs> oh like frozen gosh. in one position. All four of them were. In a hallway? 
At the end of like this hallway, wow. yeah. Okay. And it was stressful. The first, like a narrow hallway? The first like two how comics, wide was this hallway? Hello, good people of Chelsea. Well, was about, I, was, I would say it was about 15 <laughs> feet wide. And everybody was just in the hallway watching him? No, it was, it was set with tables all the way back. So we were all at tables uh, okay. watching him in the middle of this hallway, and there was nothing past him. I see. Um, but it wasn't just him. It was, you know, three other comics. So the other comics Why struggled. Why the hallway and not Sounds the like main a fucking space. cult. Like, there's something weird about this place. No, it was great. It was, it was gorgeous. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a lot of fun. They had drinks and food. It was like $50 for a ticket. Yeah. You got drinks, food, and a comedy show. Yeah. It was, okay. it was, it was, you know, it was so cheap because it's a new place. Sure, mm-hmm. sure. Um, you know, a year from now, those prices are going to be quite exuberant. I think the hallway part is throwing me for a loop. Me too. I, I was hyper focused. Okay, vision. I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain what this was. When you walk in, you can either go to the left or the right. Those, mm-hmm. those are your only options walking in this building. And to the left, they had a bar that was absolutely gorgeous. The ceiling's probably 20 feet. Uh, beautiful hardwood everywhere, uh, and then a couple high top tables back there. If you turn to the right, there are about 10 to 12 rows of long tables that you could fit four people at on each side on both sides of this hallway going down. Mm. And then at the end of the, or halfway down this hallway was a stage. And that's where he stood. So you could see from the bar all the way down, or if you're sitting at these tables, you could see. Okay. It was actually really nice. Uh, I don't feel like I sold you on it, so now I'm gonna have to take you all there. <laughs> we have to go see this hallway that you're hanging yeah. out in. <laughs> Just hang out in the hallway. Oh, I'm, hanging out I'm in super hallway. interested with the hallway too. I like that it was his first show. Yeah, <laughs> like, oh, I remember it was my first show. Ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the hallway That's show. I've been doing it for 12 years. I was it. in the hallway for that one. It's one in a row. <laughs> um, so this is a great segue here. Let's talk about this for a second. We had some conversations about the health of the podcast and what we wanted to do. So we decided that going forward, we're going to have a subject. And that subject will carry us through the majority of, you know, the A side of our podcast. So tonight it's going to be comedians. We did a little interview with Carl. We're going to talk about some stories about some of our favorite stand-up comics. And then we'll go out to the B side as normal, tell ridiculous stories on the B side as normal, still play out with music. But this way, every week we're going to have one subject that will really tackle that front A side for you. So we're not trying to just pelt you with information. And of course, as always, it'll go off the rails. We'll talk about a few other things that don't make sense and don't need to be in there. But we can't help ourselves. That's just what we do. It's guaranteed to go off the rails at some point. It always does. Sorry. Before we smoke. (laughs) Chuck goes way off the rails. No, no. I'm waiting for that. I was waiting for that. So, you know, this is the other benefit of doing this. Maybe it's a little bit longer of an A side. We get a little more Chuck. So that, you know, then you can just pass out on the B side <laughs> and wake up at the end is where, you know. Wake up, throw up, pass back out. Whatever yeah, you want to do. No, no throwing up. No yeah, there's no up. pull down here. There's no lemon haze. Yeah. Super lemon Super haze. Lemon Super haze. lemon haze happening here. So we're going to be smoking some sunshine soon that Chuck picked up. Um, but let's get back to the conversation about stand-up comedy. I myself am a huge fan. Oh, yeah. I remember as a kid, my parents took me to, I, I couldn't even tell you. Alcapulco, Cancun, somewhere down there. Privileged. Yeah. It was it was a wonderful <laughs> yeah. vacation. Our hotel was probably took off from the Ann Arbor City Airport. In his, <laughs> in his private jet. <laughs> so we're down at this this luxurious hotel and they had stand up comics there. And I was like, I don't know, eight, nine years old, and I thought it was the funniest thing I'd ever heard. Like tears coming down my face, couldn't breathe. I absolutely loved it. And that was my my first foray into stand up comedy. And then from there you know, this is before computers, right? So yeah, yeah. you have to be deliberate about what you want to find and listen to. I remember in an airplane listening to Bob Newhart 
and Bill Cosby. Like back then, they'd give you these plastic headphones yep. that looked like a stethoscope mm-hmm. that would plug into your armrest with two little. You could listen knobs. to different music stations or yeah, whatever. Yeah, they had music stations, and then every now and then comedians. Yep. And I remember hearing Bob Newhart and then Bill Cosby, and I was dying. And again, I was super young. Yeah, yeah for you lung, young lizards, no TVs in the airplanes. Okay? No, <laughs> and, you, and there was tons of smoking. Yeah, the whole aircraft was in filled in with smoke. <laughs> they should have a weed plane. Oh, so that's a do. good idea. They yeah. made a movie about that. Did they? Yeah. What's it called? Soul Plane? Weed Snakes plane. on a Plane. Oh, yeah. No. Soul Doesn't plane. it have a Snoop Dogg <laughs> in it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it Soul Plane? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I don't know how. I just pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> Somewhere in the back of my mind, I was sitting waiting. So that's how I first put my toes into the water of stand-up comedy, and then I got into deeper, funnier, darker stuff after that. How, how did you guys start? MJ, let's I, start with... Oh, Tim, let's start oh, with Oh, yeah. You. Sorry. I got a few. Uh, I was going to just go clockwise, but we'll go counterclockwise. Go oh, counterclockwise. That's fine. <laughs> All right. He's eager to jump in. I know. In. He missed a week, so he's dying to say something. I am. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, you're good. Get in there. I'm ready. Get in there. Get in there, boy. This one's yours. So my memory of, of comedians, and I've always been fascinated with, with comedians across the board, right? And I'm talking mm. about dirty comedians, you know, dad-telling joke comedians, right? Um, the, you know, some of the guys like Jeff Dunham, right? Who's mm-hmm. now doing, right? The puppeteer. I like that guy. Right? right? Yeah. Yep. All that type of stuff. But I remember when I was younger, one of the, the first comedians, and this is going to sound kind of strange, but Adam Sandler. Adam Sandler oh, put yeah. out some of his albums. But they were like bits, yeah. right? Yeah, they yeah, were just tiny like the bits. CDs. Yeah. He had- and of course for me, and yeah, I think that was middle school f- time frame, right? When I could start to really understand that stuff. Yeah, it was right? early 90s. Yeah. No. <laughs> Adam Sandler? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. yeah well, early 90s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Yes, like around so that Billy Madison. Me, that would have put me. Don't in you school. laugh at me, motherfucker? Yeah, <laughs> I, know, I know my time frames. I thought it was a little bit earlier than that, but, but no, you're right. But then I also got into stuff like, do you guys remember Emo Phillips? Have you ever heard of him before? No. He no. did something similar with like kind of bits or like kind of storytelling, which was like funny storytelling, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've always just been amazed by that. But then I got into comedians these days like Daniel Tosh or yeah. Jim Jeffries well, who is let's pump the brakes to today let's start with how we got into it and get back to all this because yeah there's a there's a path to all this right Ooh. how we got to a deep darker place Chuck did you get into stand-up comedy at all um you know oddly enough Tim brought this up but Gallagher <laughs> man oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. was big when I was a kid my parents loved Gallagher Come here tonight to make you laugh. I came here to sell you something. I want you to pay particular attention because the amazing Master Tool Corporation, a subsidiary of Fly By Night Industries, has entrusted who? Me. To show you the handiest and the dandiest kitchen tool you've ever seen. And don't you want to know how it works? He was on Nickelodeon all the time. Oh, privileged. Look who, <laughs> look who had cable in the 80s. <laughs> that would have been no, 90s. No, in the 90s. That's hilarious. Okay. Whatever helps you sleep at night. <laughs> Basic. It's your, part of the basic package. Your, oh my god. <laughs> we didn't even have cable till like eighty nine. Oh my god. That's because yeah, right. that's when it was invented. No, it's because our big beautiful house you, in the woods didn't couldn't get a cable all the way. Oh, they couldn't run a line <laughs> that right. far. You had you had <laughs> three the, miles down your driveway. Current <laughs> edition of Encyclopedia Britannica. Like first set too far back. They would have had to remove all the statues in the yard first to dig it. It yeah, wasn't yeah. worth it. It wasn't worth it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I'm um, sorry, Gallagher. No, no, yeah, and I don't, I don't remember how we were watching it. I don't know if they were renting it. I have no idea. Oh yeah, we used to go to Blockbuster. Yeah, for and show. maybe that's what it was. And and but I just remember watching that when I was a kid. And 
man, I love that stuff. Um, hit with that big couch and the oh yeah, remember that? It was I like a about trampoline slash couch yep. or something. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, man, I, I love that. And obviously, you know, he'd smash the stuff, and you know, that was always fun. So, did you ever hear the story about his brother-in-law? I don't think so. Okay, so I don't have all the facts because this was brought up impromptu, but this is all from memory. At some point, Gallagher got sick of doing the Gallagher bit, right? He didn't want to go out in front of crowds anymore, so he like sold the idea to his brother-in-law who grew his hair out like him, grew his mustache like him, dressed like him, and then would use the name Gallagher and go out and do that show and was supposed to give the original Gallagher money. Okay. And somewhere along the line, this is where I don't remember what happened, but there was a falling out. And one of them ends up suing the other, and it becomes a big mess. And I'll have to look all that up. But I remember thinking that was just absolutely hysterical. Wow. <laughs> that is crazy. It's kind of like that. What that. was that rock movie with uh, Mark Wahlberg and rock Jennifer Star. Aniston? Remember, like how they were repl- kept replacing the front man? Yeah. That Same was, idea. That yeah, I didn't know all that. One of my I mean, favorite movies, by the way, Rockstar. Really? It's just incredible. I can't stop watching it. It's one of those things I don't like to like. Mm-hmm. But when it's on, I can't stop watching mm. it. It's okay. so good. It's like Shawshank. Yeah, unfortunately. Only nobody takes in the ass on purpose. <laughs> it's like West Side Story. Or accident. There are lots of people when you're a jet, that take in the ass on purpose. <laughs> no? What's that? There are lots of people that take it in the ass on purpose. Yeah, but not in Rockstar. Oh. Okay. Or no, I'm sorry, not in Shawshank <laughs> Redemption. Not, not they took Shawshank. it because they didn't want right, to. Right, Yeah. Yep. They didn't, they, it was Forced asking. upon them. Right. I could have said that. So anyway, Chuck. Yeah. So speaking of taking <laughs> the house, I mean, <laughs> that really got derailed to dark prison, places, prison rape. Prison I guess. rape. Um, <laughs> oh, now my watermelon painting is facing a Gallagher. Oh, see, that's oh, fantastic. That's awesome. Did you hide a gash in it? Oh, it's it's Chuck thinks it's a gash. It's a gash for sure. Yeah, there's no question. You have about to hide it. a gash in all of it. Well, it's, not, it's not even gash. that well hidden. So, there's more than just that too that are. Secretly gash. They're not secret gashes in my paintings. There's the gash. Yep. And then there's secret gashes. There's no secret gashes, Mm. but we came up with the idea. Accidental? Like Playboy magazine on the cover of every Playboy has a little tiny bunny hidden. Did you know this? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, of course you did. I didn't know this. Who doesn't know this? Oh, never mind. I mean, maybe I knew it at one point. I don't currently know it. You just don't know it then. Okay. So... It would come in the mail because I used to have a subscription and the Duchess and I would put it on the counter. We'd rip off the cover and we'd be like, ready? One, two, three. And we'd go and see who could find the bunny first. It was so much fun. So recently, as I was cleaning out storage, I found this box filled with old Playboys. And by old, I mean early 2000s. And it's probably a year or two worth, not like a ton. And I'm like, what do I do with these? Like, I don't want to throw them out like yeah. but i feel like i sh- i don't want them anymore i feel like mm-hmm. i should do something with them yeah you should so we came up with the idea go fund me mm-hmm. <laughs> we're gonna make a, a burning playboy stack hey no with the spruce? we're not no. we're really not because they're gonna happen. start out at your house they're all gonna yeah. end up at my house this, this so here's not here's my actual idea of what i'm gonna do with it thanks tim that was a good the a duchess good try. we're gonna rip off a cover and she's gonna time me how long it takes me to find the playboy bunny and then we're going to write a handwritten note to a friend. So let's just say I was sending it to MJ. I would write, hey, this is the Duke. Took me 42 seconds to find the Playboy bunny. Mm-hmm. It looks like this. Beat my record. Have, try a little symbol. See if you can beat my record. Yeah. And then mail it to you. Do you have stamps? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't sent out a piece of mail in a while. I don't even I know. have any stamps. I, you know why I know? Because I don't get Christmas cards from you ever. Oh. I know. I don't do Christmas cards. <laughs> We sent out fifth dimension Christmas cards 
So I sent one to... Uh, you did? Yeah, I sent one to Jeff. I don't think I got one of those. No, you sure didn't. Well, that's <laughs> fucked up. Well, dude, you, this was before I you were any part of it. Them. So what? <laughs> so what? <laughs> I sent one to people that were part of the podcast. Oh, okay. So I sent one to Jeff. I sent one to Tyler. I get um, Apex Christmas cards. Yeah, you go enjoy your pork chops. I know they're your favorite. I'm going to go win a, ch- uh, the, the, um, a chance. I'm going to go be the best. Yeah, he gets Apex and you got Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, I got a so D&D. What if it's the Demogorgon? Oh, Jesus, we're so screwed if it's the Demogorgon. It's not the Demogorgon. Yeah, Christmas no card complaint. was pretty awesome. I, mean, I got the family Christmas card. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I got that you're, too. You're low on the totem See, pole. Shutterfly, <laughs> but that, that comes from the Duchess. That has nothing to do with it. I was going to say, the Duchess sent yeah. me that. Yeah, yeah you're low on but the totem I, pole. I gave I'm her the name of who, who it goes to, right? So I say, make sure MJ and TJ get, get one. And then Chucks and Tim's I send out myself because they're special. That's the beautiful thing about... You guys, because we're the only two you sent out. No, that you go to Shutterfly and you can make like five cards. So I would take pictures of when Tim and I would play Apex with Butters and we'd win a game. And at the end, it would show the three of us standing there. So I'd snap a picture on my phone, upload it to Shutterfly, and then send them an Apex Christmas card. For Chuck, I for his birthday, you know, it was for Christmas. Christmas. I commissioned him a Dungeons and Dragons artwork with his character in it, and then put it on a. Shutterfly card and send it to him as well, as well as some of the Dungeons and Dragons guys. Nice. So, see for the you, thoughtfulness. Yeah, yeah. it was for pretty you, awesome. Yeah. For you, I could send old heist pictures because <laughs> we have tons of them. Man, dating back to when we were babes. We still are. We are still babes. <laughs> we act like it. <laughs> yes, for anyway, sure. Anyway, let's get back to comedians. Yeah. Yes. See, like I said, we'll get off the track yeah, easily. That's fine. MJ, supposed to go. Yes. What so, brought you into stand-up comedians? I'm pretty sure it was the Ann Arbor Showcase was the first comedy club I'd ever been to, and it was with uh, with a best friend at the time. Who, who was Liz. that? Oh. Nice try. We weren't <laughs> friends going? yet I at know. that point. There's no scissor noises. <laughs> My hands were waiting. Did you hear? Did you see his hand was hovering yeah. over the he board? Was to hit the ready. So He's only got three drops on the board, one of them scissors. I have That's 12 awesome. drops on the... No, I have more than that. Uh, I have 24 drops on the board, and I only know... Damn it. <laughs> I only know where... It, you ain't got no style, yeah, motherfucker. That one is. That I, one. I figured scissors Tim's, would have been in the, Tim's the top button. three. Mm-hmm. Tim's so anyway, yeah, that was... Uh, and, and I had a great time. It was really fun there. One in particular story that is coming to mind, though, that's comedy club related, was the first time I went to Vegas. Oh, nice. I ended up... I was there for with some work friends for a wedding... One of them was getting married in Vegas. And I ended up inviting my mom out to meet up with me afterward to hang out for a few days after the wedding. And her and I ended up booking to go see Carrot Top. Oh, he's good. That's awesome. He is actually he's good. Really good. Yeah. He, I do his his um, plastic surgery is a bit much, but <laughs> his comedy is really funny. Anyway, we had tickets way in the back of this club. And something I learned that night is that my mother is the loud laugher in the comedy club. (laughs) And I just wanted to slink under the table (laughs) (laughs) because she was laughing so loud and so long every time to everything. (laughs) I mean, she was having a great time. Yeah. But damn. I dated a girl once that talked to me through movies, and I had to break up with her just because of that. No oh, doubt. Yeah. So bad. we'd be at the movie theater, and she'd like lean over and say something like, "Oh my gosh, can you believe that just happened?" I'm like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> I'm watching this. I, so uh, I wouldn't be able to handle a loud laugher next to me either. That would be rough. Oh, I was so it's embarrassed. A really good story, actually. 
I love the um, like stand-ups in Vegas. Oh yeah, there's so many little comedy clubs. Um, last time my wife and I were there, I mean, toss a stone. We just and you can catch yeah, a we just walk show. around and here's a comedy show. Um, that was so much fun. We went to um, oh I don't know his last name's Garrett. He was on um, Everybody Loves Raymond. He was the brother. Oh yeah, yeah, mm. yeah. The, the, big, the big guy. Yeah, yeah, the tall guy. Yeah, we went to his. That was really good. We we had a lot of fun there. Just random comedy clubs, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so I have two Vegas stories that jump out. And I'll keep them extremely brief. The first one was five years ago. Yeah, five years ago. It was 2016. I took my daughter out for her 21st birthday to Vegas. And we were looking for different shows. And we saw a handful of things we weren't thrilled with. But a buddy had told me before we left, he goes, hey, if you have free time, I know it sounds stupid, but Carrot Top is actually really funny. Did not buy tickets. We were hanging out one night, and we realized we had a few extra hours. I'm like, hey, Carrot Top's like in a half hour. You want to see if we can get tickets? So we ran over there, and like you said, I was dying. He was so <laughs> So funny. entertaining. It was great. I want to see Carrot Such Top. Such a now. goofball. So like- the, the other one I think of uh, was the amazing Jonathan, who just passed away a week ago. Um, but we saw him on 9-11, if you can believe that. Dang. We were in Vegas. We got up there September 10th. Uh, which happened to be my birthday. So we were out there for my birthday, and the Duchess had never been to Vegas before. So we, the first day, went, walked up and down the Strip just walking in all the different hotels, and we had tickets for Amazing Jonathan, as well as other stuff, Blue Man Group and all this stuff we were mm-hmm. going to do. So 9-11 happens. We're in Vegas. Everything shuts down. All the shows are canceled except Amazing Jonathan. So on 9-11, we went there, and it was a room that probably held... I don't know, 200 people. Mm-hmm. There was like 14 of us. Yeah, wow. I was going to say how many showed up. And he goes, I just felt like, and he started the show. He goes, I felt like if you needed to come out for a laugh, you need to get away from everything, I want to be here for you. And Aww. I thought that was really cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah. Really cool. sweet. And his comedy, <clears throat> oh my God, he was fantastic. He did like hmm. shock magic. Um, you know, like he would, he would put cards up to his assistant's eyes and like staple them on. So she couldn't see. It was so funny the things he did. It wasn't real staples. Oh. Was, <laughs> looking at me like, that's not funny at all. He's going to show you how, how that trick's done. He, he would say it's shit the like magic this. magic of it. He'd, he'd bring somebody up on stage and start telling him everything he's going to do. And all of a sudden, he'd look at him. He goes, hey, when you were a kid, did you blow bubbles? And she'd always go, well, yes. Because he's, like, he's back in town. He wants your number. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I thought that was so funny. So he did stuff like that. I'm that's sorry. Fun. You were talking Vegas. And no, I, that was it. That was the end of that story. I just, um, but I do, I haven't been to a live comedy show in quite some time. Obviously, the last couple of years for everybody have been a little bit of an indoor blur. Yeah, it has. So I like that idea of going to see Carl Johnson at in Ann Arbor. Yeah, I think we should do that. I yeah. think that'd be fun. Yeah, we should, we should look Let's into that. Let's get the gang together. Let's get the gang together, <laughs> get all the wives and go and husband. The wives and husband and go do this. Um, I'm just one of the guys. Back in the... (laughs) (laughs) Back in the... We know. 80s. (laughs) You know, once I graduated past the Bob Newharts of the world and you were looking for something a little bit dirtier, it was right at the time Eddie Murphy Delirious came out. Mm. And when I saw that, and I was way too young to be watching that. Oh, gosh. But I thought it was the funniest fucking thing I'd ever seen in my life. And then follow that up a couple of years later with Eddie Murphy Raw. I bought those on VHS tapes. And that was back before people really bought tapes. Like, mm-hmm. it was super expensive to buy a VHS tape. And if you had some, you just had, like, four or five. Like, nobody had a lot of VHS tapes back in the 80s. It was just, you rented everything. Yeah. 
Um, but I had those two. And I remember at 16 years old, driving over to like a girl's house with my buddies. And we would take these tapes and play them at a girl's house. And their, their parents were always furious. And they'd take <laughs> us out. They were never like, they thought we were like hoodlums. And Did we, you like roll up with like totally. your little bag you of were. like VHS tapes? Oh and, man, it was bad. But no yeah. weed because he wasn't that <laughs> yeah. cool. No, not yet. But uh, so Eddie Murphy was, I was a huge fan of, but you know, he disappeared. Then he turns into a movie star and doesn't really do stand up anymore. And it wasn't. Uh, it was his gateway. But I was acting. I was still into comedy, uh, stand-up comedians. So I fell on the bandwagon of the other dirty ones: these Andrew Dice Clay's, Sam Kennison, Dennis Leary. You know, this is 1991, 1992. Ick. You didn't like any of them. Just, just a lot of sexist. Yeah. Misogynistic. They were. You're absolutely <laughs> right. Made yeah. for men. Yeah. Made for men. And that's why I thought audience was, was men. You're exactly right. And mm-hmm. but back in the early nineties when you're sixteen years old. Sure. And you've never heard this stuff before, it's the funniest shit you've ever heard. Like Andrew Dice Clay's nursery nursery rhymes. I still know to this day because <laughs> Jack and Jill went up a hill. Both with a buck and a quarter. Jill came down with 250. What a fucking whore. Like, that stuff is horrible. I, I never got into Andrew Dice Clay. Jack be nimble, Jack be quick. Jack burned off his fucking dick. Oh! Georgie Porgy pudding and pie jacked off in his girlfriend's eye. When her eye was dry and shut, Georgie fucked that one-eyed slut. You're right. Now that I hear it out loud, now that I'm saying it, it is... Reprehensible. Now you know why he makes me cringe. Yeah, no, I get it. I get it. And I, I am even more embarrassed. And I I'm saw not him. skittish. No, you're not. You're by far the filthiest person I know. But there's a difference between filthy, funny, and... Uh, Targeting, having a, like, yeah. a target. I'm not going to lie. I feel really guilty that I went and saw him three years ago now. <laughs> <laughs> Just making a comeback. But, Is he still the same? Oh like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I I did enjoy that about I guess growing up in the generation that I did is watching female comedians emerge in a way that are acceptable now and mainstream in stand up and represented in stand up and in the you know taken seriously as oh, yeah. as, as oh, yeah, funny sure. people. Like I remember when women first would try to break into comedy, the you know, the note was that they just weren't funny. Women just aren't funny. Yeah, the stereotypes. Yes, assume, all that yes. Stuff, yeah. And thank goodness we've mainly broken that glass ceiling. So... Do you have any favorites? Um, Don't mean to put you on the spot. I mean, I feel like, you know, thinking old school, like Carol Burnett and oh, Betty yeah. White, right? And uh, Lucille Ball, like they didn't, they all didn't get to do co- stand-up per se. Although I feel like Betty White might have done some stand up. I don't know if she did. Or maybe not. it wasn't like prominent to see women actually do a stand up, but that's where they had their their shows to yeah. be able to to do that and have that outlet to to do that. Um most of the females I think of were part of a duo with a husband or something. So you would have like George Burns and Gracie mm-hmm. as an example or um Jerry Stiller and his wife, I can't think of her name, but they, they, most of those you know, besides the Carol Burnett's of yeah, the world, yeah. you're right. We're part of those types of duos, I think. I feel like a lot of genius came from SNL. I think that oh, was yeah. a good platform that allowed yeah. female comedians to <clears throat> yeah, really yeah. emerge. And, and someone like Sarah Silverman. Mm-hmm. Right. 
Sarah Silverman. Oh my God. Talk about the filthiest person I've ever heard. <laughs> I saw her. Ah, oh man. I, for, I forget what the name of her show was. Magic something. Um, I went and saw it and it was hysterical. It was really funny. And the thing I appreciate about her was that she offends everybody. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that's the best part about it. No bias. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 She's going to offend absolutely everybody. Uh, she, but I don't think she's like that anymore. I think she, yeah. I think of like Tina Fey, Kristen Wiig, and Amy uh-huh. Poehler, yeah, yeah. and like some of those genius minds. Did you say Tina Fey? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Just yeah. that that whole kind of generation. I dig them women. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. So any other comments on the 90s before we move on? Anybody else that jumps out from the 90s to you guys? 90s? No. Okay. I mean, I was I was listening to old comics at that point. Yeah, too. I was too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was too. And there was a, a point in the late 90s where I just stopped listening to stand-up comedy, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, stand-up comedy kind of moved to the to the movies, right? It moved to, like, the big screen, right? Mm-hmm. You, had, you had a lot of those folks that weren't well-known, like David Chappelle, right, and guys like that. I that, do it, love David Chappelle. But again, we're coming oh, yeah. out of the... You know, Saturday Night Live scene or the In Living Color scene, mm-hmm. right? Um, uh, in Living Color. <clears throat> right? I mean, so good. Um, I forgot about Mad in TV. Color. Yeah. yeah, Mad TV as well. That was, mm-hmm. that was the one I was mm-hmm. trying to think of. But, like, yeah. you know, think about some of the guys that were on that show, right? I mean, the Chris Farley's, right, of the world. Like, those guys were doing stand up as well. Yes. But it was more so had started to move to the mainstream. And so you started to see some of those guys in, in movies. And, Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. Them going to SNL was like a stepping stone into okay, you are endorsed to be able to now be in movies. Yeah, yeah, that's true. And then welcome, you know, pot culture. Still true to this day, really. Every one of those movies that those guys put out was obviously something that someone of my nature is going to so watch. So many good movies <laughs> so came from movies. SNL cast members yeah. being yeah. starring roles. But again, it's that comic aspect that they brought to that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it the, started on the stage. In the early 90s, when. Um, Cable really went mainstream, right? All of a sudden, it started adding channels that weren't there before. So that was the first time you got things like the Sci-Fi Channel and Comedy Central. And Comedy Central, when it first started, man, it was almost always just stand-up comedians, mm-hmm. like all day. Oh, I used to. They used to have the show that was the like Comic Search, right, or whatever that yep. started on Comedy Central. They had the uh, a guy, and it might have been a little bit later. It might have been early two thousands, but Josh Blue, yeah, cerebral palsy. He's hilarious. I mean, he's a hilarious com- comedian. I don't. I don't know him. I'm not oh. familiar. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I don't recognize the name, but I know who you're talking. He's about. He's done a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. You know, over the over the years since then. But that's where he, he kind of started, right? He wasn't a, a well known comic, and then kind of hit the scene on that show. But yeah, that, nice. That was awesome. Well, we get into the aughts, and that's when comedy finally drops back on my scene. I start watching it again. <clears throat> uh, stand up comedy, stand up comics. That is, and that's when I found Dane Cook. At the time, Dane yeah. Cook like blew up out of nowhere. And when I look back and listen to him now, I don't find him that funny. Where that no, that big talking bowl of punch, he would come crashing through your fucking wall in your living room. You wouldn't even know he'd Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Right? And the little kids were all excited. Yes, yes. And then they would drink out of him after debris fell in his open dumb head. He would pour himself, oh yeah, oh yeah. Him and his crazy tights. I don't like that. I don't like where juice wears tights. It's a horrible combination, a bowl of juice wearing tights. 
fuck drinking out of him. If that was me, I'd be like, no, 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 you fix that wall before my dad gets home from work. He's gonna beat me with a belt. He's not gonna believe a talking bowl of fruit punch came in here, you stupid idiot. Yeah, coming through the wall is real fucking cool. Using the front door is cool. Don't touch me, you drink. Don't touch me, you giant beverage. You are sweating or condensating. I will kick you in the tights and you will go down. You're very top heavy. You glass bitch. You glass bastard. Oh yeah. Oh no. Naughty, naughty Kool-Aid. He's kind of douchey. He is douchey. Yeah. But at the time, like 2005, six, like he blew up. He was huge for a little bit. I think the movies that he was in was p- kind of part of that. Oh, I did like. So bad. I Doesn't, did like some of his movies. I hated those movies. Every one what? of them. Employee of the Month. I hated that movie. Him and Jessica Simpson <laughs> at the uh, movie fucking so like that is not Walmart. a good. That is not a good one. Did you watch it high? What What is no. a good one? Oh, That's dude. what I want to know. Yeah, give I me, like give my me be- a good I like my best friend's girl. That's <laughs> the one with puppy. <laughs> that I was talking to you about during the COVID edition. Uh, I doesn't Dean Cook have the record for longest stand up? Didn't you do like something that was like twenty four hours straight or something I like that? I thought. Don't know. It can't be yeah. that funny. I'm, Nobody I'm, yeah, wants. I, to I only want to see like that. twenty minutes of his material. But it's there was there was a period quality, of time where some right? of the com- the com- you know comedians were kind of going back and forth with how long of a, a set could they do. Mm-hmm. I, I remember that, and he, I believe, did one that was huh. may hold the record. We'll have to look mm-hmm. into that. Yeah. I, the only stand up of his that I remember, he was on like a like a circular stage yep. yeah. in the middle of a crowd. Yeah. yeah, and the camera angles were like really high. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that the was only the, one I remember. That was that tour that he was doing was when he tried, when he set that record, I believe. Okay. He had you. one joke I remember, and only one. And he's like, and like Kool-Aid breaks through your wall, and he's like, oh yeah. And I'm like, oh no. That's it. That's all I got. <laughs> that, your delivery was amazing. That's, yeah. That sums up Dane Cook for me. <laughs> the only movie he was ever in that I liked was Waiting. Mm. And he wasn't the star of it. You know, it was Ryan Reynolds. He and, was in Waiting? Yeah, he was one of the cooks. He he was a perfect cook. Yeah, in that. he was. Like, I've worked in, well, I've worked in, in Applebee's. I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. You worked just, at Applebee's I'm also? Say I did. It. I did as you well. Did Which one did you work at? I worked at the Ann Arbor location. The one at Eisenhower? Yes. I worked at that one as well. That's weird. You I was a host. Does, does it, I was a host. Does it count? You that probably I, took my place after uh, I left. Uh, uh, that could be. Does it count that I applied for Applebee's in college and did not get the job? Hey, does let's that, let's be honest and clear. You were not Applebee's material. You so. to work there. <laughs> that you, makes a, that makes a lot of sense now. You are more mm. of a Bennigan's guy. Oh, I love Bennigan's. Well, yeah, there's, Bennigan's is great, but the, you're are there a Bennigan's around anymore? No, no, Fuck. not even that Plymouth location anymore. But I noticed TJ last week had a Bennigan's a glass. That's he was mine. drinking out of. Oh, I have one as well. <laughs> yeah, of course you do. <laughs> of course we do. MJ and I like to steal. We're kleptos. Yeah, mm-hmm. restaurants. You guys, you guys go to Denny's and steal the crafts. <laughs> I haven't been to Denny's no, in a million. There's nothing worth stealing at Denny's. I haven't had any eggs over my hammy in a while. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> the Duchess used to want to order that, but she would not. She didn't want to say it, so she'd make me order for her. Oh, that's awesome. Is that great? Oh, yeah. Moons over my remind hammy. Me to Moons tell, over my uh, hammy. Remind that's me to tell you. Is. Remind me to tell you the Halloween Denny story on, on the B side. Okay. I'm gonna remind you. Yeah, you like it. I'll t- I'll but, totally remember. But ju- but if it sucks, we're gonna have to cut that and this part where he told us to remind him. <laughs> He's going to have to back. I don't know, man. The crumble story put you in bad color. That was. Uh, <laughs> you were so mad about so that stare. pumpkin cookie. 
so mad. Yeah, you just don't live in my shoes. That's the problem. <laughs> that was the worst story. I understand from your point of view. Like that was like. Yeah, I don't think it was meant to be a funny good story. It was just I was mad. Yeah, I don't <laughs> believe me. I know. I was 15 minutes of my life. I'm never getting mad. MJ said crumble is good, and I have to agree with her. They're delicious, but they fucking piss me off. No doubt. Right. Um. So I want to wrap things up. So we get past the aughts, get into the tens. Is that what you call it? 2010s? Teens? Mm-hmm. You don't say teens because 10 and 11 and 12 aren't teens. I didn't know what aughts were until like two years ago. What? You were I a linguist. Kept, I, kept say, I kept saying 2000s. 2000s? Yeah. That's like a fraction. Yeah. <laughs> and then I she was putting in her pod order for bits. And she I, was like, I need a 2000 bit. I kept, I, kept at, I kept questioning it in my head. Like, that's not how people say it. That doesn't sound like the. I think you should, should stick with said. that. I'm going to just said in the 2000s. 2000s. You say a lot of words. People don't say that way. And But what I've realized is you've tricked me into thinking those are real words now. <laughs> yeah. So, like, mauve. Uh, the color mauve. Now, when I try to say mauve, I think of mauve first. You know, another word I do, not because of you, because of Homer Simpson, Hmm. is I got to see, I got to stop and actually think about it, is (laughs) hors d'oeuvres. He says, or is duvers. <laughs> and I thought that was so Duvers. funny that I started saying it. And now I can't say hors d'oeuvres without stopping myself from thinking. <laughs> Crazy. All right. So we get to the 2010s, whatever you want to call those. And that's where, for me, you get three guys that are really special. I think are hysterical. It's Burt Kreischer, Tom Segura, and Bill Burr. Um, it's all solid picks. Yeah. I mean, sure. I'm only familiar with Bill Burr in that. Okay. So Bill Burr, to me, is absolutely hysterical. And he is... One of those guys that's just over the top, some of the stuff he talks about. You ever try to get abs? You ever try to get all the abs and get that shit down here? You ever try to do it? It's fucking impossible. <laughs> Past the age of 19, you can't do it without tons of help. You gotta buy all these exercise tapes. You gotta read about nutrition. You gotta get a personal trainer having you fucking running along. You need like your own chef. And he's like, okay, don't eat it yet. Don't eat it yet. All right, now, eat it. Start consuming it. All right, stop. Slow down, stop, stop. Spit it out! Spit it out! I told you to stop! Get on the electrical! Now you like that Brussels sprout? Did you like that Brussels sprout? Because now you're paying for it. It's a fucking miserable experience. Just walking around, your whole body's eating yourself. You know, you want some cake? No! No, just take a salad. Balsamic vinaigrette on the side, no croutons. Oh my God! When is the photo shoot? I want to kill myself. He does a whole bit about Arnold Schwarzenegger banging his maid. That might be the funniest comedy routine I've ever heard in my life. Because it's true? It is so <laughs> fucking accurate. It is so accurate. It is so, and that's the great thing about comedians, right? They have, to, they have to put two things together in a way that you haven't thought of them, make them make sense, and also make them funny. Like, that is really hard to do. Help you envision it. Yeah. There's, there's so many of those. Because, like, I got into, like, Ralphie May. Oh, yeah. Like, he was really good. He just passed away He's not too long ago, guy, too. Right? Yeah. See yeah. that big guy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow, comedians yeah. have taken a hit these last few weeks. Yeah, they have. I remember him doing a, um, was it Ralphie May or the other guy, the Hawaiian guy? Who's the Hawaiian guy? No F- idea. F- a Fluffy. All yeah, right. Fluffy, but I can't think of his his actual name. His name's Fluffy? Oh no. His, that's like his nickname. Is yeah. his last name Inglacius? Uh, I think you're close. I hate it when people don't use their real names, but go on. Well, it's because, <laughs> no, he had a, no, he doesn't Chuck, really use right, it. Right, Chuck? Yeah, yeah thanks. Thanks. <laughs> thanks, Duke. Yeah, Duke. <laughs> T- T- Tim's the only continue, continue, 
Tim, the honest one. You Little did everyone know Tim. that's your real name, Duke. <laughs> it was the big and fluffy tour or something of that nature. He was a, a heavy set guy. Okay. I just remember him, um, and it might not have been him. I might have confused it. Uh, Sounds like you really prepared for this segment. You cut him off. You ruined his. He was like pumped up. That's how I felt. Would go earlier, and you just stepped right in his lane. That's what happened when he told me I took it in the ass, man. I, uh, I just I was flummoxed. You, I got you flummoxed. Oh, oh yeah, you I, did. I didn't I even know tell. what to ask next. And that's another reason I respect stand-up comedians. Like they have people heckling them. Oh, sometimes sure. laughing, yeah. sometimes not, but they always keep their pace and know what the next joke is. Like I couldn't even figure out what my next fucking question to Carl was. Yeah. <laughs> Has anybody gotten into the marvelous Mrs. Maisel yes. on Prime? So good. And it's season it's one of those four things, just started. Yeah, it's one of those things. Listen, it's one of those things where like it's not something I would have watched, but like you come out of the living room, my wife's watching, and it's like, why why are we watching this? Mm-hmm. And then you watch a minute of it and it's like really okay, funny. wait, let me sit down and just check this out. Yeah. So some some speculate that it might be loosely based on like Joan Crawford, I guess, coming up, although I don't think she ever had kids. But, you know, in the 50s in New York, her husband ends up having an affair on her and she finds herself drunk and at a, you know, downtown stand-up club just doing stream of consciousness on stage. And um, the woman who works behind the bar there is the woman who is from Mad TV that I can't think of her name. Uh, you know who I'm... T- yeah, I know who you're Susie about. is her name in the move, in the show. But she's freaking hilarious. That. She's very funny, yeah. She is spot on. She always has, like, perfectly timed fucks that come out really loud <laughs> yeah. in inappropriate <laughs> situations. And this is all in the 50s. So <laughs> the fact that a woman, yeah. comedian, and her female man- road manager yeah. or manager is just, and you know, interesting dynamic in itself. Her stand-up in the show is, is really hilarious. Good. Oh, it is? So there's oh actual God. stand-up in yes. it? Yes. Yeah, oh, maybe, you know, not in, like, every show. Yeah. But, like, that first bit that she does where she just walks into this bar and she is pissed off. It's so funny. Mm-hmm. She has a couple other, All right, I'll you know, where she's out. like on tour or something like that. And she's doing some stuff. It's really funny. Um, her parents man, she just are funny really too. Like her the family. stand up that she does. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the, her dad is, I don't know the gentleman's name, but he, do you remember the show Monk? Oh, yeah. That, that guy. The Adrian Monk, the guy who played Adrian yes. Monk? Yes. Okay. Is yeah. her also father and he, that guy. He's hilarious. He's so subtly yeah. funny. Like he just really funny and just dry <laughs> and under the radar. But So I know hilarious. this isn't his name, but this is all that I can think of. And I'm wondering how close it is. Jerry Galoob. Jerry Galoob. I know that's not his name, but I feel like that's really close to that guy's name mm. that you're talking about. It's pretty close. I need to bust out my IMDb. There's yeah. no phones to the podcast. <laughs> it's, so um, yes, <laughs> you know, You know what else? Like you were talking earlier about like women and comedy and stuff. And in that show, like she's constantly getting arrested for her stand-up, mm-hmm. right? Oh, really? Because she's going above and beyond what, she's challenging, what, a, what a woman should be saying yes. on stage that's, that's and stuff. She's yeah. challenging the patriarchy. Yeah. Well, that's what it's, I feel like how comedy really transitioned. Show. I love that show. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, if you think about the time frame like that we're building, you can even talk about like the, the you guys remember the redneck comedy tour? Oh, too, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Je- um, Jeff. Jeff Foxworthy. Foxworthy. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they had a, a place in comedy for mm-hmm. a while. Right? Yeah, you're right. They did. But, um, I like Here's Ron, your sign thing. Was Ron so White. Funny. Ron White. Yep. Yeah. And there was two He has more. a tater story in one of those, too. That's they right. call oh, yeah. me Tater Salad. Tater Salad. Yeah. 
The cop says, Mr. White, you are being charged with drunk in public. I was like, hi, 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 hi. I was drunk in a bar. They threw me into public. I don't want to be drunk in public. I want to be drunk in a goddamn bar, which is perfectly legal. Arrest them. Yeah. <laughs> but th- those are the things, though, that like you you get out of some of those that you mm-hmm. know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then you go into, of course, you know the genre that we're and I mentioned them before. Mm-hmm. But you know Daniel Tosh and Jim Jeffries. I mean, oh, guys yeah. that are yeah. pushing the boundaries. Tosh is great. I mm-hmm. love Tosh. And, so and I like Tosh before his TV show. Yeah. His stand-up comedy was so original to me, yeah. and the way he dials all the way down till one person gets a joke in the audience. Like it starts off as this broad thing and gets narrower and narrower and narrower, oh, yeah. and there's finally one person's like, "I fucking did that this weekend. I get it. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, totally yeah. get yeah. it." I just thought that he was puts so on smart. such well, the, a great show. You know, this this kind of goes back to something too that like Carl was saying. Like he doesn't get into politics or like super offensive stuff necessarily, right? But like Tosh, uh, Dave Chappelle, oh, you know, yeah. they they can get into they some subjects push way past boundaries, way yes. past boundaries. But I think that they have the like. I don't know, star power. I don't I don't know. Like they have Well, the, I think that's been a presence in comedy forever. Is so, okay. pushing pushing boundaries, the, yeah. Um freedom of speech mm-hmm. boundary mm-hmm. and and whatever might be the line in that generation, gotcha. that decade. That makes sense. But it goes back to what Carl says, you know, a lot of new comedians want to just go out there and say whatever's on the top of their mind, but it really it has to be funny and it has to make a connection that nobody's made before. Otherwise it's just Yeah. That's why I appreciate Jim Jeffries. Like mm-hmm. he kind of goes to oh, his stuff is good. It's it's and he talks about everything political religion. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. He's sex, coming to Detroit soon too. Yeah, he is. Really? He's, he's actually here quite often. And he plays at the Royal Oak Music Theater. I love that. That's he's, where I've seen him. He's the Australian guy. Yeah, and um, I you were the one that introduced him to me. Oh yeah, no, no, in, in our carpool days. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. the good old carpool days. <laughs> but yeah, no, that guy. It's it's just straight truth, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is what he sees. Um, and yeah, some people are offended Stories. by it. But, I mean, he he does the story stuff, He's which a I love. Teller. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, he'll make fun of America. He'll turn around and, and make fun of Australia. Like it again, no yeah. bias, right? Mm-hmm. And that's for me what's funny. Right? I agree. You, you, that's you, why you I like Chappelle and Tosh because yeah. like they're not afraid to like push some kind of boundaries with their jokes. And if stuff. it's funny, it's funny, right? Yeah. Like so, yeah. I always thought to myself that I I had the ability to be a stand up comic. And people have always told me my stories are funny. And at one point, I started writing out what my act would look like. And I had this list of stories I would go up and tell. And I always felt like I was going to do it someday. I had it sitting there waiting. And they were good stories. And they were funny jokes. And I thought it was going to work. And then Burt Kreischer came along. I was in D.C. I called my wife up. I go, yo, what do you want for Christmas? My wife's like, pajamas. That's what I heard. Pajamas. (laughs) She meant pajamas. I heard pajamas. She meant a pair of pajamas. Start there, Bert. I heard the plural. So I bought her seven pairs of pajamas and individually wrapped them. She had a lot of shit to open. And then sat back in the cut and going, done, son. Bitch wants pajamas. Bitch got pajamas. All Christmas, I'm like, yo, open my gift. She's like, I'll get to it. I'm working with the girls. My dad's sitting next to me like, you must have killed it this year, buddy. I was like, you'll see. And I <laughs> stole like, your thunder. I, well, he did it so well, right? I mean, his stories are fantastic, though going on with no shirt, it draws attention. But man, 
you're so engrossed, you don't even realize he's not even wearing a shirt. He is just so fucking funny. Uh, and that's when I realized I, I can't ever be a stand-up. Someone <laughs> like, stole your bit. <laughs> yep. So I'll, I'll give you an example. This is how my set was always going to start. And this is based on a true story. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. Yeah, this is, this is a true story. So when my son was eight, he uh, believed in the elf on a shelf that you hide everywhere and Santa and all that. And my wife and I had always agreed that if he figured things out, we would be honest with him and tell him, you're right. We don't want to trick him and make it try to extend this because we're enjoying being, you know, Mrs. and Mrs. Claus. Um, so if he figures stuff out, we'll be honest with him. So for whatever reason, a week before Christmas one year, we put the elf on the shelf out. My wife always does creative stuff with it. And he, for whatever reason, he notices for the first time that there's a tag on his butt that we had ripped off. And he realizes it's just a toy that we bought. And he puts all this together and he asks us, is the elf on the shelf real? I see that there was a tag there. Okay, here's our, our part, right? We're going to be honest with him. We say, no, <laughs> it's a toy. We were just doing this because it it's a fun tradition that people do. And we try to explain to him and he is sobbing. Oh, he no. is crying. The deception. <laughs> he is so the upset. Lies. He is so upset. He says, we ruined Christmas and it is all over. And it's just, why would you do this to me? And he stomps up the stairs, just tears running down his face. And I look at my wife. I go, oh my God, if he is this upset about the elf, wait till he finds out about God. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> That's a true story. She, my wife's very religious. She did not find that joke funny. <laughs> She is very upset with me still to this day. But to me, I mean, God, that was the perfect setup. That was your opening. <laughs> That's the opening joke. Okay. Mm. It's good. It's yeah. solid. I like it. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. But Bert Kreischer's still better. So um, <laughs> he's so mad. One thing. I'm, no, I'm not he's mad because like, I love that guy. He's like everything, profession. everything that you do. Like, he's just better. Like, just his looks, like, <laughs> the beard. Duke, how does that make you feel? I mean, it had all the elements. You didn't see it coming. Parts of it really hurt. You, you know, so, so you're so not, you're, you're absolutely right. Including, and I don't mean this in a mean way. Including his sidekick. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's fine. Tom Segura. Yeah. Tom Segura. Tom Segura is better than my sidekick. I agree. Yeah. You are just subpar <laughs> all the way. We're the B, you know how we talked about A and B movies? Yeah, yeah. We're the B movie. Oh, <laughs> I'm okay with that. Yeah. Right. I'll take what I can We're get. technically like a C or D movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's sure. all right. So one last set of comedians I want to talk about. There's always this conversation of who the best ever is. And I have two different comedians that I think are the greats, in my humble opinion. One, I saw live George Carlin in Vegas with my parents and my sisters. We went out there for my dad's 60th birthday. Uh, and we got tickets to George Carlin. And he was incredible. And this was his heyday, right? This is yeah. early 90s. He was fantastic. I like George Carlin. Oh, he's so you know, smart. He so had a lot funny. of insight. Mm-hmm. Very smart. Insight in the <clears throat> 70s and 80s. Yeah. Like yeah. talking about things that yeah. other people weren't talking about. It was, yeah, his, he, jokes he was are, woke. his jokes are smart. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And then the other, the greatest of all time to me is, is Dave Chappelle. Mm-hmm. I agree with yeah. that. I and know. I think he's the same way. He's very, you know, Methodical. you get into these... Um, you know, these places that he shouldn't go, but man, he has a reason behind it. He makes you, know? you think. He yeah. wants to transcend yeah. the mindset. Oh, I mean, his latest one, and, and I'm looking forward to what he signed up for three more specials now oh, did on he? Netflix I didn't know or, that. or four more specials. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's good. Yeah. He's, he's, he's coming strong. But I mean, that stuff that he was talking about from the corporate perspective, right? Corporate America and how, yeah. how they mold the thought process of us, mm-hmm. right? And then we've seen more of that over the last couple of years than, than we ever have mm-hmm. before, right? Let's be honest. It's like wow. Well, well he, the yeah, Matrix make you is just think. a metaphor for our lives. Yeah, it's true. We're, I we're agree in a with simulation. 
I agree. Oh, with speaking that. We of aren't a even simulation, high and no. we are going down. All right, let's. Whoa, whoa, let's no, get high. Speaking of a, a simulation, <laughs> have you watched Free Guy yet? Oh, that's Free a good. No, I I like the one with one. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, I haven't seen it. It's actually pretty I, good. I go. love Ryan Reynolds. Hey, that's where you're at right now, buddy. Yeah, I know. I agree. Yeah. He's, he's Ryan Reynolds in there. So far, he hasn't noticed he's in a simulation. Well, cap is sector at five percent processing. Keep his settings on auto, and we'll deal with him later. He's in the fucking Matrix yeah. right now. Yeah. <laughs> it's a cute Sorry. movie. Um, anything else you guys want to tie up on comedians before we start smoking? No, I'm good to go. Yeah. All right, no, what are we tell smoking us tonight? about our weed. What are we smoking tonight, Chuck? <laughs> I have no idea. I don't remember what it's called. Oh, my God. Lemon. Like uh, walking somewhere. on sunshine. Thank Whoa. God MJ's here. Keep us on task. Hey. We're going to smoke somebody's guys good. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you know that's going. Never mind. <laughs> Everybody needs, we need a clip at every, the end of every, yep. all of these. Uh, all right. I wasn't, I was trying not to give it away. We're going to do a little puff, puff, give, uh, go spark up some sunshine and uh, we'll come out and finish out the A side and jump to the B. Well, tell us about sunshine. I don't know anything about it okay. yet. I, what I can, the? Well, I can, I can tell you where I got it from. Yeah. I got it got. from Oz. Same night I got right turn Clyde. But you didn't get right turn Clyde at Oz. Nope. I got right turn Clyde at Sticky Ipsy. Okay. And then I panicked because the. I wasn't sure if that was going to be good. Yeah. I never had it. So I went to Oz. Um, and I met a, I met a couple guys there for that have a grow house up in Clare. Um, we actually have their card. Uh, I believe it's at your house. But it was one of theirs. So this is growing in Clare at their grow house. Oh, this stuff is. Yep. Yep. Okay. Uh, uh, what's the name of that? Oh, that's right. Name? You looked up this and couldn't find anything on I it. I couldn't find anything on so it. So there is nothing to look up. That's correct. So all we have is MJ's package. All right. Yep. That's all we needed. That's, I agree. Cool. Fuck package. it. We're we'll do time it. to feel good. We're going to do it live. Fuck it. No. We'll do it live. Fuck it. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> About to start a little puff puff giving this motherfucker. Get out of here, Dewey. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer. And you don't want no part of this shit. Come on, Dewey. Join the party. No, Dewey. You don't want this. Get out of here. You know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. Well, I get addicted to it or something? It's not habit-forming. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I don't want to overdose on it. You can't OD on it. It's not going to make me want to have sex, is it? It makes sex even better. Sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is. Hmm. You don't want it. I think I kind of want it. Okay, but just this once. Come on in. Now I want to hear that song, and I want a fucking smoothie. <laughs> oh, I know what I was going to tell you. We want to watch Look Who's Talking. You know what I thought of as I coughed? <laughs> you know what movie I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. What did you think about when you coughed? What were you talking about? She, Look Who's Talking. Look Who's Talking. What about it? One or two? Movie. Yeah. One. What oh, about God. it? I missed the line that got that you That song. The- Always makes me think of that movie. Walking on Sunshine. Because John Travolta dances with the yep. baby. Yep. Gotcha. In the beginning. It's a good movie. Mm-hmm. So it is. I have two different things to share, and I don't want to forget either of them, so you might miss out on this. He's moving on from Look Who's Talking. I yeah. definitely Obviously. It's past it. So when I was editing last week's podcast, and this is not aired yet, so by the time you hear this, me talking, we'll, <laughs> right now we'll you'll have, have heard already it. heard it. <laughs> but there is a point where you're telling a story, MJ, and you say something about... This is an asshole watertight? <laughs> and I go, I go. A human's a, asshole. I go, a, you said frogs, or I said, 
You I said frogs. No, the duck's ass. I am so high. No, this is on episode 18. Is it? Yeah. Because so I said, does the water fall up your ass? Oh, so it's a clown pocket conversation. Yes. yes. Okay, I've listened to so many of these, I'm starting to get yeah. fucking confused as I edit them. My favorite part about that story is I edit it in a way that if you go back and listen to it a second time. What the fuck was that? There is no start to the conversation. It is a circle. It, the whole conversation is a circle. It starts <laughs> off with the assholes being watertight. And then we talk a lot about that. And we go, <laughs> how did we start talking about this? And we're like, Oh, because we asked, was it watertight? But we never got to the part of <laughs> what made you say that? And I cut it out. So you, there is no point to that story. That story is fucking nothing. It came it's from funny, nowhere. Though. Yeah, it's so funny to me. The other thing I wanted to bring up. Yes. You know how when we get high, we come up with great inventions like the foot log. Yeah. I have a new invention that you and I will be able to utilize. Excellent. I'm, I'm willing to listen. It's called a cough towel. Cough towel. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my! Because every time we start laughing, we start coughing. And we turn away, and I—it's so much to edit. So now I'm just like fucking turning down mics on people. And but I realized if we had a cough to like absorb that. So yesterday I ordered us four cough towels. Oh my god! They're they're normal hand towels with our 5D logo painted on them. Oh, dude, that's awesome! Yeah, that's fantastic. So I got Funny. got you a cough towel. I also got our T-shirts. <gasps> I got oh, our T-shirts. Oh, I brought one. I picked them up today. Oh, God. Damn, I'm high. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Chuck. You, is yeah. anybody else feeling this? Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I'm perfect. I feel like I've fallen silent for a moment. No, you're good. You didn't. So, Chuck, what's the name of this again? Uh, Sunshine. Sunshine. Okay. You should have asked MJ, though. No doubt. No doubt. The way she says it's way better. Do we know anything about it, or we weren't able to find <laughs> no, any? Oh, no, God. just a yeah. grow house and Claire. Take, take us, I'm way too high. This is totally a pervy story. <clears throat> oh, well, hey, we got to... Take us to the B-side. The name of the song is The Good Ones by Widow's Peak. All right, have a good week, everybody. Open
was going to um, have everybody wear one, but it's April 2nd, man. We're all going to be wearing sweatshirts or something zipped up. Like, nobody's going to oh. wear a t-shirt. It's going to be chilly. Yeah, so we won't be able to see anything. I'm still going to buy two. I thought about doing a sweatshirt because of that, but I did not. No. Keep, keep it t-shirts for <clears throat> now. Let me direct you to our website. You're at t-shirt level, not sweatshirt level. <laughs> Right? Oh, we now I have, have to order the shirts through the website. <laughs> we now, I can't just hand you 40 bucks. <laughs> we now oh, have we need merch. to drive traffic. Don't forget shipping and handling. <laughs> S&H gets you every time. And applicable taxes within your state or jurisdiction. Huh? Well, I'm going to... Oh, yeah. I'm going to tell you guys oh, yeah, the you story saying, about Danny's. You were saying? Danny's. Danny's, Danny's the strip club? <laughs> yeah. See, how, yeah. see what yeah. I did there? You see like how many that? times he's been to that place? Zero. Do they give you W-2s if you, it's from Canada? Once. 1099s. Okay. <laughs> See? <laughs> he knows. Mm-hmm. Contracted employee. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome <laughs> to the stage. Tim. <laughs> I told you stage names. <laughs> yep. Yep. That's what I used to I go. I called this a long time ago. I mean, that ago. one is definitely a stage name if I've ever oh, heard yeah. it. No, this is what it used to come out to. It used to be, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Anaconda. There <laughs> <laughs> nice. it is. I love it. Now That's that would awesome. make me turn my head. What was your? I story? would I would check out Center Stage if I heard Anaconda. If you heard that was Anaconda. the stage name. Yeah, yeah. be like, oh, let's see if it's what? Anaconda or not. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage. Let me be the judge. Light switch. <laughs> Here comes Duke. I, <laughs> I would have to look as well. I feel like that too would draw my attention. That's, yeah, both of these are verifiable names. Like <laughs> you can figure it out. MJ's going to so, get to the bottom of it. <laughs> so I have I have no it's idea. Josh. I have no idea if I am small, Josh. medium, or large. I've, I've never compared dicks to somebody else. But what I will tell you is this weekend, I watched The Hangover 3 High. That's a whole uh. other story by itself. But I watched it high, and at the very, very end of the post credit scenes, Chang comes walking around the corner. I'm sorry, not Chang. Chow. He's Chang in community. Chow comes walking around the corner butt naked. And I felt like a giant... I was like, I'm the biggest dick in the world. I should be in porn because that guy is a light switch. I do love all of the penis that has been present in today's cinema. I appreciate that because I feel like women's body parts were exposed for a lot of years and there was no penises to exist anywhere in films, except if it was pornographic. I would argue. Now, first of all, can I agree with you that I am fine that there's a bunch of dicks swinging around the TV screen? I'm not against it. I don't need to see it. It's natural. I don't really care. Yeah. So it's taking a shit, but I don't want to see that either. Right. I definitely don't want to see that. So having said that, it doesn't bother me. So wow. I watch Game of Thrones. You see a dick swinging around. Who cares? It's part of the story. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like women have really had to show a lot on screen. What? How many movies can you name where we really saw vaginas? Okay. Vagina aside, let's talk about the number of titties that have been on screen. You've seen bare-chested men for years? Oh, my gosh. Okay. I agree. Bare titties are fantastic and wonderful thing. I'm kind of on your side on this. I get what you're saying. I'm sorry. We don't see any movies with Oh, MJ, it's okay. I'm right here with you, girl. Right? Bush. I mean, you're not going to get to see in, in it. Okay. But so, like, okay, Revenge of the Nerds. So I'm no. Here's I'm going to argue the exact same point. Porkies, Silence of the Lambs. All She's those fucking types good. Of Think movies. of Silence of the Lambs. Buffalo Bob 
man, you saw Buffalo ma- Bill. Yeah, okay. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Bill, Bob, Katana, uh, Katana. Buffalo oh. Bill. Whatever. Buffalo Bill was going pantless, full full frontal crotch. Oh, he had it touched. Oh, but I'd have me exactly. <laughs> Tell that story Is in a that second. What you were, what you were hinting at? My, you had a big shitty grin on for your it. face. That's the same thing. Like we haven't actually seen a vagina. We've seen Bush. So you you've seen male nudity in a, a big blockbuster movie, Silence of the Lambs. We saw Buffalo Bills or Bobs or whatever's his Bush. He was tucking, so it wasn't wasn't satisfying to people. Especially MJ. She's got to put olive down. It's Rocco, God. <laughs> I can't tell her dogs apart. He's hot. He's panting too much. You're, you're about to be on the shit list. For Me? not knowing the dog's name? And yeah. the... Oh, in the conversation? The oh, he's already there. Dicks versus vaginas. Ah, that was just more of a funny thing, I thought. No, it's, it's a fair comparison. He's... We see guys' dicks every now and then, more so now, but we've never truly seen a badge. Like, but women have been like totally nude, mm-hmm. and you don't ever see dudes do that. Like, remember when Patrick Swayze was bare ass in Roadhouse? Like, that was a big deal. Oh man! Like, people talked about that all the time. Great yeah. butt, Roadhouse, <laughs> Roadhouse. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> see, so, that, but that's as far as you got from a guy. You're right. Yeah. Oh, Richard Gere, you saw Dong on back in the '80s in some movie. I don't. Oh, care like to see. American Gigolo or something well, like how that. How does Duke remember all the I don't know. I'm. I don't I'm even know if I ever saw that one, culture. but I but I like I Richard I Gere. <laughs> Dick culture. <laughs> and then also, um, what was the wine movie? Wow. Wine movie. Give me something else. It's uh, Paul Giamatti, and. Um, the other guy from Wings, Lowell. <laughs> from Wings, Not the Monk. show? Well, we talked about the guy Monk was oh, also yeah, on, yeah. I said was on Wings. Yep. Well, Lowell oh. was also on Wings. Uh, Thomas Hayden Church, Thomas C. Church. I'm close. It's, yeah. Thomas Hayden Church, I think. I think you're is right. it something like that? Yep. You know who I'm talking about. From It's a wine movie. You had to have seen it. <laughs> <laughs> If it's got wine in it, she's consuming it. What are the names of different wines? Because I know zero about wine. It was awesome. Because it was like the name of a... It was the name of a, a grape of a... Yeah, not like, like um, a Merlot like a Chardonnay. Or a Cabernet Sauvignon. There you go. Or a Give Pinot me. Noir. Or a Wasn't Pinot Grigio. Or a... Did I say Chardonnay? Huh. I feel like it was something like that. I can't believe none a of Cab you... Cab Franc. <clears throat> and he... A Malbec. <laughs> You could be making shit up. A Cote de Provence. You'd be like a diarrhea. A Chablis. I have no idea. Kentucky Fried. Was it a was it a silver barrel aged Chardonnay or was That's it an exactly oak barrel aged Chardonnay? It's <laughs> a very specific movie title. Starts with an S. So swim, swami. Sl- slippy, slappy, swimming, salmon, salmon, swan, swanson, swanson. Maybe it's on the briefcase. Look on the... Oh, yeah. It's right here. Samsonite. I was way off. God damn it. Swerved? No. It's a subgenre <laughs> film of that film. Sideways? Oh, yeah, that movie. God damn it. <laughs> First thing we need to know is, have you ever been to a Jimmy Buffett concert? No. Huh. Well, I guess that's all. We needed to know. <laughs> no, there's there's one more question. It's kind of a follow up, two parter. Not, not really. That, yeah, that answers everything. Do you have a Jimmy Buffett story? Do I have no. a Jimmy Buffett mm. story? Oh yeah, I guess that is a two parter. 
I don't think I have a Jimmy Buffett story. Okay. I really didn't see that coming, to be perfectly honest. I was Did wrong. you think I'd go to Jimmy Buffett concerts? It's well, to be so anticlimactic. Yeah. I, that was really, it was like Chuck's command so, words. Uh, it, did, it did absolutely uh, nothing. Uh, <laughs> it was just, right? It could have been so cool. So the reason you missed recording like a week ago wasn't because you were at a Jimmy Buffett concert you didn't <laughs> yeah you didn't drive just to just to be clear no I didn't. Man, no okay. it'd be okay. a whole lot okay. cooler if you were though <laughs> yes <laughs> the, po- the other possibility is in this simulation he could still be a huge parrot head and just afraid to tell us mm-hmm. right yep. closeted so, in his cedar closet he here's is. here's how i so i appreciate some of jimmy buffett's music not much of it but some of it um but here's how much i don't appreciate jimmy buffett's music there's a jimmy buffett station on Sirius XM. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Jimmy or Buffett radio or something like, or I don't know. Mm-hmm. That son of a son of a bitch. And dirty heads from time <laughs> to time. Um, will play on that station that one of their songs will play on that station. And I've, I have it as one of my favorites through my car radio. Mm-hmm. So it tells me like, Hey, one of your favorite bands is, you know, songs playing. So I'll switch over to it and I won't recognize that it's gone to the, the Jimmy Buffett or whatever, you know, it's called. Um, and then when the song gets over, then like a Jimmy Buffett song will pop on. I'll be like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I have to turn the radio real quick. Well, first and foremost, you get a shout out from the Duchess who started listening to the Dirty Heads now because of you. She really likes them. Oh, that's so sweet. It's been played in our house quite a bit. Nice. Um, yeah, I love it. Just for you know, Jimmy Buffett last week, somehow it came up. So we were going around telling some kind of point. We were high. Yeah. We all talked <laughs> yeah. about how we had a Jimmy Buffett Jimmy story. Jimmy Buffett stories. Oh. Some, some kind. And I broke this. Well, no. And then we all get, I mean, it became a whole thing. We guessed on if you would have one or not. Oh. We were making shit up about you. Yeah. It was, yeah. Where are you? That's all awesome. we were imagining you this and Jimmy whole, Buffett. Uh, like you being a Jimmy closet or, or a Jimmy yeah. Buffett fan. And it was either know it. option one was uh, actually it was option three. So option one was uh, you have been to a con- you're a huge parrot head. Absolutely love it. You go to all the shows. You've been to like a thousand of them, and that's why we thought you missed last week. You were in Kentucky seeing it. Option two is you're not a Jimmy Buffett fan, but you've gone because you pulled the goalie and like overcommitted and went with a girl or you know that you were dating to then go see Jimmy Buffett and acted like you were a big parrot head, even though you weren't. Hoping then- to finger her. <laughs> Wow, okay. <laughs> and then the third option. It's a good thing my wife doesn't listen to this, huh? <laughs> well, this was this was a long time this ago. This predates that, her. Yeah, oh, okay. This made-up okay. story predates her. Oh, okay. Oh. <laughs> the third option was, you hated Jimmy Buffett and never been to a show and just didn't give a shit. And right away, Chuck goes, well, option three isn't even really a choice. <laughs> I did too. Yeah, perfect. Uh, so but it was you, the choice. No, I mean, it nobody was. had really good Jimmy Buffett stories, but we had them. Yeah. Did you guys ever see the movie... Club Dread by the guys who did Super Cops. Of yeah. course, of course, yeah. I did not. Oh, oh my god! You gotta leave. <laughs> <laughs> Kindly leave, hillbilly. Uh, so the whole movie is about you go on a vacation to an island. Is like, Kurt Russell in there? No, no. Bill Paxton, mm-hmm. and it's all the guys from Super Troopers, and they wrote it and everything. Okay. So they all play totally different weird characters, like they always do, and they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. But they're on this island that is like a Margaritaville, and they have their guy that is like a Jimmy Buffett. And he sings all these, you know, wacky surfside songs. So mm-hmm. one night they're around a fire and uh, they get done singing a song together. And there's a handful of people and this drunk girl's like, play Margaritaville. And you hear crickets. <laughs> and he's like, I think you mean Pina Coladaberg. Yeah. <laughs> she goes, no, Margaritaville. He goes, I wrote 
Pina Gladeberg seven years before that no talent hack <laughs> wrote Margarita. Like it is so fucking funny. Uh, it's a it's a the whole it's a, actually a horror movie. Oh yeah, yeah. It, it takes a turn, but oh, it dread. Is, Club Dread. It is okay. a great fucking movie. Yeah, it is. And it's there's classic. some good boob shots in the beginning of that. So back <laughs> to your oh, point yeah. about seeing titties. <laughs> I don't think there's any dongs. No. No. Mm. I don't remember any dongs. Interesting. I mean, the titties are far more attractive. <laughs> yeah. Do you really want to see a lot of dongs? <laughs> I do because dongs are curious. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have one, so I just want to check them out. <laughs> see what, see what everybody, everybody's unique. I think that answers the age-old that, question, right? Man, that works in so many other ways, that too. That is fucking ponderous, just, man. I just, that was amazing. Why not? Yeah. I feel like MJ, if she had a penis, she'd just stand in front of the mirror and just play with it. Just be like, pull Whoa. on that. Yeah. yeah. Like if I, I had... want one for like two weeks. <laughs> two weeks? Just so I can do all the things with it. And then... <laughs> You can do all the things with it in a day. You don't need two weeks. But you'll have so much fun. Well, you'll want, want to do it I for know. two weeks. I know. I want to really get the full experience. It is empowering. Yeah. It is. Uh, MJ, MJ goes to Costco and just gets boxes of Kleenex. Yep. Uh, some of my favorite things to do. Just pissing outside when I want to easily. Uh, writing my name in snow. Um, just... You know, every now and then smacking someone with it. <laughs> I, yeah, that's on my list. Mushroom tattoo? Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, introducing it to a sock. <laughs> that's a good one. Your wife so, <laughs> is repulsed by that one. Yeah, she doesn't, oh. she doesn't love that one. I don't think... Uh, see, here's the thing. If you had one... yeah, it's, A sock? <laughs> you, don't, you don't want any of those socks. If you had a dick to play with, I think uh, you'd just get bored. That's not true. It's so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> you, you want it every day. It's been occupying your time for how I many know. years? Uh, I talk to him all the time, too. He's my best friend. I mean, truly, he's my emergency contact. <laughs> I don't know. I, I wish I would have asked him why he wasn't in Greece, too. Oh. I should have stuck around. <laughs> Let's be honest. Danny Zuko did not graduate. He should have been in Greece too. There's one that didn't need to happen. Yeah, There's so a sequel that I, didn't. Need I read to an happen. article about that not too long ago. So there was Michelle Pfeiffer in it, right? Mm -hmm. She's a star, female role. And there's the British dude who, or maybe it was, I forget. But there was the good-looking guy that was mm -hmm. her counterpart, right? They were going to be the new Danny and Sandy. Are you guys familiar with Greece at all? One, not two. Okay, <laughs> see, few. I love this coming out of your mouth, Duke. Oh, I'm a huge Grease fan. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I'll, I'll, I will sing that fucking vinyl album cover to cover. It's, it is a good one. His favorite music is show tunes. No, that's hmm. Jeff. I like Grease. My favorite He's album happens to be Grease. He's specifying <laughs> So, back to Grease 2. That movie fucking bombed. Yeah. It was Horrible. Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer turns around and gets huge roles. The British guy that played her counterpart in it. Never acted again. Didn't act again until like the <laughs> 90s. Wow. And he said like that movie ruined his career and mm -hmm. he doesn't understand how it bombed so bad. And then she went on play being Scarface next and like all these great Well, and movies. John Travolta being John Travolta too and his career. Yeah, it took a nosedive though after Look Who's Talking. 
was until. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's always had a very no. steady career. No, no, he oh. disappeared from the scene, and then Pulp Fiction, like they took a oh, big gamble I, putting yes, him in that. I actually and that do recall rejuvenated that. his whole career. What was that surrounding? Was that like surrounding? I think everybody just got tired of him. He didn't really like the last few movies he was in were all duds. You got to think, he started doing shit like with Olivia Newton-John in the 80s. Um, Twist of Fate. Staying Alive. After Grease, they did a movie called Twist of Fate, which, honest to God, not joking, might be my favorite movie ever. Mm. <laughs> it is so good. Never seen that. It's about God decides that, you know, the world's taking a turn. Humanity isn't doing what they should have been doing, and it's just, it's a wasted project, and he's going to start over. So God's going to flood the earth. And these angels that are all dressed in like white suits and white dresses and just hanging out. They're all famous old actors, you'll know. And uh, Gene Hackman's voice is God. And they, they, they're like, please, please give us another chance. Let's just pick like somebody randomly and see if they'll do a kind act. And they pick John Travolta. Mm. And he's a douchebag. He is a total <laughs> scum of the earth. Oh. And uh, he gets mixed up with... Uh, Olivia Newton-John, and it's a, such a great fucking oh, movie. Oh, she's in that too? Oh, yeah. Mm. And then she had a song, Twist of Fate. That should be her drippy song. Am I too high for that? <laughs> twist of no. Fate, man. Look it up. Good. That song is so fucking good. <laughs> oh, Nothing. my God. It's going to be a twist of fate. So good. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I get it. You guys are getting some twist. Oh, please tell me. That probably has some sweet 80s dance moves that go along with Oh, it does. Likely. I can picture them in my head. What was it in this movie is called Twist of Fate? It is. Huh. And, and to be honest, I might have cried when I saw it. I was so moved. Mm. <laughs> I just want to forget the last five minutes. No way. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. Here we go. Just oh, five? Yeah. So just five. 80s. I've been watching the board. Yeah, it's about five. It's so dramatic. So 80s. Oh, yeah. This song makes me want to fucking just dance. Do just it. Just like Footloose. Right now. Do it. I feel like this is Stand what they should have used dance. in Rad for the bike dance. I totally was thinking of Footloose. Isn't when this a he, Footloose kind when of song? When he goes to the barn. Yes. And he dances, like That's soft exactly dances right. all around. We are like in the same place And then right now. Um, Hot Rod. You guys bonded over he dicks a lot earlier. He did the same fucking move. Too. He did. He did all of the same routine. He's got to hear the hook. That's it. Can someone just give me a fucking smoothie? <laughs> <laughs> Bring your own shit. Here yeah. comes. This makes me you want know. to put a side pony in. <laughs> a what? Side pony. What is a side really? Side pony. Did you see Napoleon Dynamite? Oh. Listen to that voice. Side, She's the voice of an angel. Side ponytail. <laughs> she does. She's amazing. She's still alive? Yes. I'm going to go with yes. So when I was a kid, Grease was big. I was super young. And for whatever reason, we had an album, uh, the Grease album. And my friend Amy and I would play it in the storage. And we had a you know support beam, right? It's a pole. And we would just circle around that pole, just with one hand on it, just circling, mm, listening mm-hmm. to Grease. Was I'd slick my it's hair awesome. back like Dan, Danny Zuko. I thought it was so cool. <laughs> I'd go get it all wet. And we were like six. That's <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> that's that's awesome. not stupid. Oh, that's that's awesome. Great. So that's why I know all the Grease songs. I was singing Stranded Driving all day, and I hit <laughs> all the notes. <laughs> I assume you have karaoke'd. Grease then. I have, but one of my favorite things to do, and I know I've probably done this to you, is I will sing that on somebody's voicemail. 
like the whole fucking song oh. until it cuts me off. Dude, I oh. want to see you paint to grease. That's a great idea. Sneak a gas. Of course it is. That's all I have is great Stranded ideas. Stranded driving. <laughs> That's all I have is great ideas. Branded a fool. What's that from? What, what, movie, what movie is that from? What would they say <laughs> Monday at school? <laughs> Sorry, what were you saying? Oh, my God. You were saying? Huh? Yeah. Get it. <laughs> wow. I was saying all I have is great ideas. Sandy, <laughs> can't you see? I'm in misery. Oh yeah, no. speaking of misery. We made a start, oh now no. we're apart. There's nothing left for me. Okay. Love has gone <laughs> all alone. I sit and wonder why, 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 why you left me. Fuck you guys. Whereas Thanks I'm naming like pizza places. Have you been to Mr. Pizza? How about how about Domino's? <laughs> Mancino's? <laughs> Jets? Uh-huh. Cottage Dude, Inn? We the, pro- the problem with pizza is I feel like there's so much pizza out there. There's not a lot of like good pizza. Like real like pizza that I just want to like crave. Pizza I feel good. like pizza, I'm always like resort to pizza. What? Yeah. I feel like you're not having the right pizza. I've eaten so much pizza over my life. It's like, nah, pizza. <laughs> it's like, whatever. I guess. Yeah, let's have the fucking pizza. You ain't got no style, motherfucker. <laughs> Duke's upset. It hurts. I just don't know what I'd do without pizza. But, I mean, if it's well done pizza and has a nice toasted crust on the bottom... And is is a well made pizza and has some nice toppings. I'm in. I'm not saying I don't like pizza. I just feel like most pizza is subpar pizza. I agree. Well, you sold me. Let's order pizza. Tell me if you're not too tough, let me 
Time to feel good. Wow. 